Hi, this is Jim. And this is Max. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Sorry, I'm running a little bit behind. There was a, a mad dash and a scramble to make sure that we had post game covered, and it turns out that we didn't. So here I am to chat with you after the Flyers just won the last game of 2017. Um, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know how the Flyers continue to do this. Um, I am Steph Driver, just in case you don't recognize my face or my voice. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Rick in the comments, this is what you get for trusting Bill. He actually didn't sign up for this. I just didn't check whether it was covered. So it was all of us. <laughs> it was just, you know, a comedy of errors, like, a, like this game tonight, I think. Um, so the, this was the last game. Um, the last game of 2017 in a year for the Flyers that has not been great. Um, it's been okay. I think that that's probably the best that we can say from Saskatchewan. Hey, Daryl. Um, I don't, I don't know what this team is. I don't know whether the team knows what they are. However, they just beat the best team in hockey 5-3. So I, I don't <laughs> I don't even know what to say about this game. Um, uh, Franco, getting Nolan Patrick is great. You're damn right it is. Um, so let's talk about this game, I, I guess. Um, or if we want to talk about the year, we want to talk about what's coming up in 2018, let's do that too. Um, I, I don't, my, my biggest, my biggest takeaway, um, from this game is it was a rough game for Ivan Provorov. Um, and, and I don't, it's not a slight on him. He is an excellent defenseman in his second year where he has been asked to pull the weight of the entire team, but woof, tonight was rough. Um, and he had the, he was if you want to say he was responsible for the shorthanded goal you know fine um but it was it was that was a comedy of errors and it sucked it was just like the worst luck the the worst things that could go wrong in a series of events went wrong for Ivan Provorov and then you know Brian Elliott who has started what seems like infinity games back to back um just wasn't able to make the save but i think ivan provorov did everything that he could to stop that goal and it just couldn't it just wasn't in the stars um so uh bill is chiming in here bill summerfield uh he was responsible for the coots goal at the end of the second yes he was so not everything was bad because he's not a bad player it was just i think today was a little bit rough for him um, I saw it a little bit easier, uh, from Steve Carter Hart lost today. 
Let's let's talk about Carter Hart for a second. I don't know if everybody was watching World Juniors, um, but they did an outdoor game in Buffalo. And I understand that it's a thing that people like to see and they like to be gimmicky. Um, that was dumb. It was really dumb to have an outdoor game on this day and during a blizzard still decided to play the game. Um, Rick is saying still got player of the game, just lost in the shootout as expected from a Flyers goalie. But yes, yes, but he played for three hours in a blizzard. Like falling snow will mess up a goalie's puck tracking. Um, that sucked. And it sucked for both teams. However, Team USA won. So as much as I love Carter Hart and I want all of the good things for him, Team USA won. So let's let's do that. Yay, USA. Um, so Brandon Manning played tonight. Brandon Manning played in the place of Travis Sanheim, which is a little bit baffling to me. Um, I don't... I don't know why Dave Haxtall decided that was a good idea. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You know, best guess is Brandon Manning was coming back from his injury. He's a veteran and we know that Dave Haxtall loves veteran presence and decided that he needs to take the rookie spot, but it wouldn't be Robert Haig because they love Robert Haig. Um, and then Brandon Manning scored a goal because why? <laughs> why would that? Why would that not be exactly what happened against the best team in hockey? Why would that not be the Flyers? That is so. That is so Flyers. So, <laughs> I. I, I don't I I don't even have the words to describe my my thoughts on 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 that series of events. You know, Travis Sanheim is the better hockey player, but it was a back-to-back -back game. Um and he's, you know, playing first year in the NHL. So maybe there was something that Dave Haxtell saw was like, let's just give the guy the night off. Maybe, maybe he got banged up last night and, and just needed needed some rest. That's best case. Worst case is, I think, what we all know to be true. Um, let's see. I, I'm just scrolling here through the comments. Uh, from Gary, don't you feel sorry for Lawton playing with Weiss and Laterra? So Scott Lawton scores a goal last night against Florida, and his reward is Yuri Laterra and Dale Weiss. I do feel very bad for Scott Lawton. Uh, speaking of Scott Lawton, I hope that Budai is okay. Uh, Scott Lawton fell into him, and it got real ugly. Um I, I don't, I haven't seen an update. I also haven't looked for one. So I don't know if, if anybody has an update on Budai like that. That looked bad. Um, should not have been a penalty. Just the, the way that he fell, it shouldn't have been interference. And it wasn't. Um, but that's, uh, that sucks. Um, 
So from Daryl, I really think Sandheim should get more AHL seasoning, and I really think Moran should be up when healthy. So I will agree and disagree. So I don't think that Sandheim needs more AHL seasoning. I think that he's fine. Um, I think that he is an NHL defenseman, and he belongs in this lineup. I also believe that Sam Moran belongs in this lineup and really want him on the team when he's healthy. So um, in terms of Sandheim, he's a rookie. He's going to make rookie mistakes. They all do, but he is going to be the better defenseman out of the, the, the groups, the group of defensemen that we have, he is going to be among the top um, of the list. Uh, from Anthony, what does Nolan Patrick need to get going? I know he's played well, but doesn't have the goals to speak for it. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, I was looking at Chris's question next. Uh, so Nolan Patrick, that's a great question. So I think that he just needs time, really. I think he needs time. And I know for the last two games, not to, tonight was okay. Tonight he had Wheel and Simmons, and that works. Um, but in the two games before that, he was with Voracek and Raffle, and those are two players who drive play, and that's what he needs because he's not doing that right now. Um, not to say that he never will, but he's not. He's not doing it right now, and he needs he needs some line mates that are going to drive play for him to shoot the puck. Um, he needs to be sheltered a little bit and needs to be maybe played against lesser competition, but really, really what he needs is more time. Um, you know, he had... The injuries last season, he had the surgeries, and then he had the concussion. So patience and time, he'll get there. Um, this season, I'm just kind of looking at it as this is the season that he gets acclimated to the NHL, and we'll see we'll see the real Nolan Patrick next year, I believe. So let's give him some time and some space to mature and see what type of Competition he's playing against. He's a really smart hockey player. I, I think that I think it's just time and and a little bit of of uh, a little bit of love. Just don't don't get too hard on him because I think no one is more frustrated than Nolan Patrick right now. Um, from Chris, is your cat's play stand thing called the Wells Fargo Center? It should be so right back. This way, we've got my cat stand. Uh, in front of that, you will see Christmas ornaments and an empty wine glass. <laughs> uh, this is peak Steph Driver right now. Um, it is not. It's not called anything, but we can call it the Wells Fargo Center. That works. Um, from Evan, Sanheim hasn't done anything to deserve his benching. He's not putting up numbers, but he's been fine. Completely agree. Completely agree. Um, so Rick and Bill are both agreeing with me. Uh, Matt is asking how Lindblom is doing down in the AHL. I think he had a monster night tonight. He's not – Lindblom isn't having the season that I think we all expected him to have in the AHL. So he's not dominating. He is not lighting it up. Um, I definitely expected a lot more from him. I, I was a big proponent to have him on the NHL roster thinking that there was nothing more for him to learn in the AHL and come to find out there, there is, there is some stuff for him to learn, probably just some adjustment to the smaller ice. I think that Lindblom will be fine. Um, I think that he's going to be very good for us for a very long time. Um, and, and he's, he's getting there. So it took him a while to score some goals. It took him a while to find his game, but he's gotten there. Um, I don't know what the score was tonight, but I know, uh, Brad, who is doing our um, 
sorry, my knee keeps hitting the table. The computer's on. It's driving me crazy. Um, Brad is doing all of our phantoms tracking and stats. And he had a lot of gifts tonight. Um, if you don't follow him, he's on Twitter. And I believe we'll be getting his December report this week. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, so Evan, I thought Patrick looked good with Voracek. Not sure why Hack decided Phil Below was better there. Honestly, I think it's just this veteran thing where he just wants vets in the lineup. And I think that it drives me insane. I think that I think that Patrick should have stayed with Raffle and Voracek. I don't know. Um, from AC, just wish we were more consistent. We have a legitimate core of a winning team. We just need to pull it together and execute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of what I was saying at the beginning where I don't know what this team is. And I don't think that they know what they are other than they're a group of, of players that have been thrown together because this is how you build a team and there's no real direction. Are we rebuilding or are we making a cup run? Because right now, neither of those things are true, but also both of them are true. So it's, it's, a very weird time in, in the Flyers' history and in the Flyers' timeline. Um, and then Sam is right below saying, still need a real coach, still hate Hackstall. Yeah, Hackstall is still in way over his head. So we are um, not in the middle of a 10-game losing streak anymore, but you know, the problems are still there. Just because they're winning doesn't mean that the problems don't exist. The, the, the personnel issues remain. Um, the 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 goalie issues remain. So Brian Elliott, um, <laughs> I, I I don't, Brian Elliott said probably five starts ago that he needs a break, that he's getting tired and they continue to play him. And he continues to pull wins out of his ass, which is amazing. But at some point, Something is going to go wrong, and then you have to rely on Michael Neuvert, who is healthy. So the reason, if, if there's, so let me back up here. So Michael Neuvert is healthy and is available as of today, or you know, sometime over the holiday. But today he was available to play, um, and they decided that he hadn't had enough practice time to start. Um, there was a tweet from Dave Isaac that said. He had just as much, if not more, practice time than Brandon Manning. And what this really is, is the coaching staff doesn't trust the goalies. Which seems like a problem. It seems like a problem when you just extended the guy you don't trust for two years. It's a problem. So... Everything is fine with the Flyers and their goalie situation just because it is the Flyers. And... This is how it goes. <laughs> I, I, um, I don't know what led to that. Oh, we were talking about Dave Haxtall because, yeah, that's where it was. I'm like, I don't know how I got to yelling about the goalies, but here we are. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> from Jake, we beat the best team in the league. This makes us the best team now, right? 
I mean, that follows. A plus B equals C. It's got to be it. Um, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> this, this team, how do you get almost shut out by the Florida Panthers one night and then the next night beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-3? I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, let's see here. Oh, from Michael, when the hell is Wheel going to come around? That is a great question, and I've been waiting for that too. Uh, and Daryl is mentioning Wheel is frustrating me. Um, I I don't know what's going on with Wheel. So I've always been real skeptical, um, and I've been vocally skeptical about Jordan Wheel, especially around the expansion draft time when everyone believed that this team needed to protect Jordan Wheel or – things were going to, the rails were going to fall off. Well, the rails fell off, the, the wagon fell off the, I don't even know what the saying is. It's 11 o'clock on a Friday, but whatever the saying is, it happened anyway, and they protected Jordan Wheel and kept him. Um, so he had a really, really strong finish to last season where people were saying he's the winger that Giroux and Voracek need because he's going to score the goals. And then he had a, a decent start to this year, and then he has just dropped off. Now, is that because he's with less talented line mates? I don't know. Um, is it because he, you know, maybe he's balancing out with you know the the hot start that he had? I don't know. Um, I, I don't have a great answer. So the only thing that I can say about Jordan Wheel right now is he's very clearly an NHL winger. He belongs in the NHL. He was, it was a disservice to him to be kept in the AHL. So he belongs in the NHL. I don't know in what capacity. Um, it might be a third line um, with, with some really strong play drivers. I don't, I don't know, um, but he's on a really good contract. So he's not making a ton of money. It's only for a couple years. So e even if we don't get a ton out of him, if we get 20 points out of Jordan Wheel, I think it's a win all around. Um, Kevin has no problem with this team. That's awesome. I do. Um, Daryl thought TK looked better tonight. I, I, really, I really liked... Um, how Travis Konechny has looked. I don't think the results have really necessarily been there, but I, I love how Travis Konechny plays the game. Um, from Evan, in my opinion, Patrick could use some conditioning. He seems to get tired very quickly, probably because his surgery prevented a full summer of workouts. Absolutely. And that's what it is. You know, when I said that he just needs some time, that's what it is. Let him, let him get his legs back. Um, I, I, I have full confidence that he'll be okay. Um, oh, I see we're talking Weiss and Laterra. Woof. You know, I really, you know, I want to feel bad for them. Like as human beings, as human beings, I feel bad for them because they're, um, you know, doing their best. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. They're doing their best, which is not good enough. They're just not good. So... The sooner that you put them out of their misery and take them off my hockey team and let them play in a place where they're able to succeed, which is not here, 
the better that it is for everybody. So let them go succeed with the phantoms and everyone is happy. Honestly, I don't think your Latera would crack the phantoms lineup. I think that that's where things are right now. Um, as we're talking about the phantoms, Brian is telling me the orange Viper is still doing good. That would be Danique Martel. Um, I am so mad that he's not with this team still. That, that just bums me out. He was a firecracker and I loved it. And he was just this tiny, tiny little spark that I need. I needed it. And now he's gone because everything is bad. Um, <laughs> Bill, <laughs> I'm going to read this and I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it the way that I would have typed it because this is absolutely something that I would say. Um, oh my God, it's about to go away. No, come back. Uh, the fact that Weiss takes an absolutely awful penalty, ah, it disappeared. Well, something about burning down the Wells Fargo Center because Dale Weiss is lazy. So whatever you said, Bill, like I am here for this because God, that was so bad. That was so bad. And the coach keeps putting him out there. Oh my God, this is the guy. <laughs> this is the guy the coach that is supposed to be here to mentor the youth, to, to start the youth movement. And all he does is put these old bad veterans in the lineup. And I must want to do the arson. I'm just kidding. I will not do that. Um, all right, let's go to, to some comments that are not going to disappear. Um, let's see here. Uh, from Mike, got to say, getting Brian Elliott, not such a bad thing. He's average, but has not been playing that way. Completely agree. I've been really super impressed with Brian Elliott. The way that he's playing, the way that he is just constantly bailing these guys out. Um, I was really upset with what happened with Steve Mason, because I think that Steve Mason is a good goalie. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's playing that way up in Winnipeg, but I do believe that Steve Mason is a good goalie. And I didn't like that we essentially just traded him for another Steve Mason. But I don't know whether Steve Mason could do what Brian Elliott is doing right now. I, I, I don't know whether he had it in him to keep fighting for this team the way that Brian Elliott is. And I am super impressed. And I, I'm very happy that we have him for another two years. Well, another year after this one. Can't say the same for Michael Neuvert. Um for Sam, Weiss, Laterra, rather have Reed. I would really rather have Matt Reed. And we talk about this a lot on um, Broad Street Hockey Radio, um, where we really think that the only reason that Matt Reed is with the AHL, with the Phantoms in the AHL, and Laterra and Weiss are still here is because of contract length. So you can waive Matt Reed. This is the last year on his contract, and you don't have to navigate any uncomfortableness next season because he's not going to be here. Whereas we Slatera, you waive them this year, you've got to deal with some uncomfortable conversations in the off season because are they going to be on the team next year or do you waive them again? And then it's just a continuous discomfort that, you know, people don't like to have. So really that's what I think it is, that they're just trying to save the uncomfortable conversations for the next handful of years. Um. Oh, from John, I want Braden Shen back. Me too. 
I asked for a Braden Shen Blues jersey for Christmas. I did not get one. So that sucks. Guess they're not winning the cup this year. Um, Braden Shen would have been a fun complimentary piece for this team, but it was not in the cards. What is really fun is that the absence of Braden Shen has led to the emergence of Sean Couturier, and Sean Couturier has, at the moment, more goals than Braden Shen. Now, I think Braden is still playing a game right now, so I don't know, I don't know if that will last, but that's how it is. Um, Adam saying they play up and down to their opponent's level. I believe I have the, the Broad Street Hockey recap sitting in my queue to get to as soon as I'm done with this. And I'm pretty sure that that's exactly what Maddie said in her recap, that they, they're, playing, they're playing up to their level of competition. Um, and it's incredibly frustrating. It's incredibly frustrating. They did this last week where they lost to the Buffalo Sabres and then came out and beat the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, I'm saying this with a little bit of hesitation because I was at Flyers Festivus. Um, and I cannot be completely confident that I did not drink that up. That is what happened, right? They did, they did beat the Blue Jackets. Did they lose? Did they lose in a shootout? I was at Flyers Festivus. Sorry. <laughs> um, again, I don't know what this team is. Um, so Nick, Steph, your boy Lawton is a saint. I love Scott Lawton this year and I haven't liked him in the past. And I apologize to you, Scott Lawton, because I have done you a disservice that year in Lehigh Valley was apparently exactly what he needed to to get his his fire back and it's everything everything about his game is exactly what i wanted to see from him for three years um oh well all right so there we go <laughs> you guys tell me they lost in a shootout see i got there eventually but i had had a lot of wine that night um from Mike, Haig is, is looking to fit into the team slowly but surely. He has a lot to learn, but the kid is a human wrecking ball. Where is your wine tonight? Um, so it's downstairs. I, I had to quick jump up and, and do the, the, re, the post game. Um, so my wine is downstairs right next to the couch. I, I was not watching the game without my alcohol. Please don't, don't be concerned. Don't be alarmed. Um, Robert Haig is, is very interesting. So I love the Robert Haig and Shane Goss's pair pairing um, just because they're both quick. And I think that they're good complementary pieces where Haig is more defensive and he will put his body on the line and he'll, he'll you know, do whatever he has to do to, to um, stop the puck from going in the net, essentially. Whereas Shane Gossesbear is the offensive defenseman where he will do everything he has to do to carry the puck out of the zone into through the neutral zone into the offensive zone, um, which is not the game that Robert Haig plays. So I think that they complement each other really well. But Robert Haig is not looking good on the stat side because all of the things that he does well, there are not necessarily stats for. Um, and he's paired, when he was paired with 
ghost, um, ghosted all of the things that are measurable. So there was that. Um, I, it is still important to remember he is a rookie and he is probably going to play it a little bit safe in his first year in the league because that's what his coaches are telling him to do. And he doesn't know any differently and he's having success and they're telling him he's doing a good job. So is this the, the real talent level of Robert Haig? Who knows? Is he just following orders from Dave Haxtall? Probably. Um, but yeah, who knows? Um, <laughs> Bill would be alarmed if I could watch without alcohol. I don't know. Oh, David is asking an interesting question. Um, do we play up to the good teams or do they play down to us? That is a great question. Tonight, I think it was a case that we played up to the good team. They came out like with rockets on their skates. They were quick. They had a ton of chances, and the Lightning were right there with them. So I think it, it was definitely a case of us playing up. It's possible that the good teams played down to the Flyers. I just don't think that that was the case tonight. Um, Steven, inconsistency is so hard to watch. We were so bad last night until the last 10 minutes. Great win tonight, though. I completely agree. It is difficult to watch this team. So, I, you know, I, I do it. Um, we all do it. We're all here because we love them. We love the team. We love hockey. But it's not easy to watch, and I get that, and I will not fault you for saying that, and I won't fault you if you miss a game here and there because they're not easy or fun to watch a lot of the time. Last night was physically painful to sit through. But here we are the next night talking about the same team, and it's, it's like last night never happened because all of the problems that they had last night didn't exist tonight. So I, 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 I hear it. I feel you. We're all still here. We're all still going to continue to be here. Um, from Rick, do you think Phil Pilla knows he's allowed to go between the circles in the offensive zone? I think someone might want to tell him. I think someone should tell him. Um, I don't have, I don't have a huge problem with Valtteri Philpola. I don't expect him to be back next season. Um, I think that he is what he is. I wish that they didn't lean on him so much. I wish that he was playing a lesser role, but I don't really have a huge problem with Philpola. Um, so Sean is telling me to go to bed. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> Bill says Tampa struggled last year. Then they traded Philpola. Then they went on a run and barely missed the playoffs. Now they're the best team in the league. Yes. What also happened in that time is they traded Jonathan Drouin, which is interesting that they've become really good without him um, because I really, really thought that he was going to be a huge offensive piece for him, for them. I uh, and, and from what I hear, there's some struggles happening up in Montreal. So I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with him. Casey's asking, has Konechny's progress stalled? Coach's fault, mixture of both, or not a supportive line? I think, I don't think his progress has stalled. Um, I, I think that a lot of, a lot of Travis Konechny's problems are, are that he's just not 
good defensively. He's good offensively and he creates a lot of chances and he is quick and he is tenacious and he attacks the puck, but he is not good defensively. So the coach doesn't trust him. So the coach doesn't put him out in situations where you would have to trust a player. Um, And then he puts him on a line with no one. Now, I know that there were games that he was with Claude Giroux and Jake Voracek, and that was awesome, and then he was not. However, putting him on a line with Scott Lawton and Taylor Lear worked out really well for everyone, so maybe that's just going to have to be how it goes. I, I, I hesitate to say we can't really judge the talent of this team with this coach, because I said that last year, I said that um, we really can't, last year we couldn't judge the results of each individual player when there were such glaring problems with the whole team, when every single person was having a down year, um, that it was a fluke, and you couldn't really look at the stats and the results from last year in a vacuum. You had to take into account that, um, it was a down year for everybody. And I, and I think that I'm starting to carry that into this year where you can't really judge the talent level of some of these young players while Dave Haxtell is still the coach because he's not getting the most out of them and he's not getting the most out of the veterans either. So the fact that, um, and now I'm, I'm, I'm spiraling of course, as one does Um, some of the, quotes that we've seen Ron Hextall have saying that he can't evaluate his team until, you know, next year. I I can't remember what the exact quote was, but it was can't evaluate his team is very concerning because you've got, you've got to do better with what you have and the coach is not doing that. So if Dave Hextall is still the coach next season, if he is still the coach next season, I think that there's you're going to see a lot more of the same. And this is it's exhausting and it's monotonous, and you're not getting the most out of your players, and then you're just wasting more years at their prime. <laughs> um, let's see. Sorry, I'm just scrolling through here. Rick has a huge problem with Latera. Same. Um, Tommy has a Latera jersey. Is it the Flyers or Blues? What what are we talking here, Tommy? Um, let's see. So we're talking. Oh, we're back. I see. Uh, ben loves Andrew McDonald. Um, so Andrew's asking, who do you think is going to get traded next? Nothing with the Lehigh Phantoms being brought up. Um, um, I don't know who's going to get traded next. And it's not... It's It's due to my... I'm looking for the right word. It's really, 
it, it's it's a, a question mark around Ron Hextall is where it comes from when it when we're asking who do you think is going to get traded next. So on, on the top of my list, it's probably going to be one of Wayne Simmons or um, Radko Gudis, somebody who is good enough to get a return and probably up for a contract soon. Gudis has a couple more years. Um, Wayne Simmons is eligible for an extension starting this summer. So I, I think that we're at the point where maybe we need to start accepting that Wayne Simmons will not be a flyer for ever, which hurts my heart, but it just seems to be the direction that they're going and, and it's not great. I think that he's probably the next guy to go. Um, and, and then the, the next group of phantoms to come up, you know, if we're talking on defense, as soon as Sam Moran is healthy, he's definitely the guy that will come up when we need someone on defense. Um, offense, there's so many guys that could come up. There's so many forwards uh, from Mike Vecchioni to um, the, the Orange Viper for Danny Martell to, um, you know, Cole Bartrow is a name that you keep hearing thrown out there. You know, there, there's so many players that they could bring up as a, as forward depth. It, it could be. It could be any number of them. Um, so Anthony is asking, would you trade a 30-year-old Jeru Voracek for a good hockey prospect and two first-round picks? At this point, when the kids are good, Jeru will be 34, 33, 34. Why not get more pieces for the youth movement and go all in? So um, I understand I understand the question. I understand the logic and I understand the reasoning. I personally would not do that. So let me, let me show my work. I wouldn't do that because a 33, 34 year old Claude Giroux and Jake Voracek are still going to be producing at some rate. Now, I don't know what that rate will be, but it will still be at some rate. Will they be our top two producing forwards? I really, really hope not because I need the kids to take the reins at some point. Um, if we have Claude Giroux and Jake Voracek on the third line, that is that is a damn good hockey team. So I would not trade them right now because I don't think that you're going to get the return to replace their production now or in the foreseeable future. And you need to replace that production. You know, we're... we're kind of seeing it this year with no brain shen although couturier is just picking up that production which was unexpected um you need to be able to replace the production and i don't think that you can for both of them you definitely cannot for both of them i don't know whether you can for one of them um tommy wants to get jvr back <laughs> maybe we can send the luke shen again um, which free, so Brian is, is asking similar. It's almost the same thing that Tommy said, which free agent would you rather have next season? JVR or Evander, or Evander Kane? I'd take JVR back, uh, because I want Evander Kane nowhere near the locker room of the youth. Uh, I, I think that he, um, 
I, I think that he's got too much of a history being an unsupportive teammate and being toxic in the locker room for me to want him anywhere near all of the kids that we're going to have. Um, <laughs> let's see. I need to, oh, we got Latera, Latera, Latera. Mike, not sure what other coaches would be available to replace Haxtell that are of a decent caliber. Um, there are a few. Um, I don't know what's happening. There are a few, um, and I'll get into that probably in the future. Um, uh, I, I've looked. So when we were in the middle of that 10-game losing streak, I, I didn't look at who was available. There are options. They may not be great options. Um, I think that in this offseason, there will be a lot better ones, and then they'll be able to talk to some assistance from other teams, which they won't be able to do in season. Um, <laughs> Rhea's asking, can anyone tell me why Dale Weiss is on the team? No. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Chris, any idea when we might see Vrubsov looking sharp in juniors. I, I would really, really hate, hate, that is not the word that I was trying to say. I really, really hope that we see him next year. I'd love to see him um, take the 3C spot when uh, Philpola is no longer with the team, and hopefully Nolan Patrick takes the 2C. Um, I am wearing pants. David is asking if anybody's wearing pants. I am. They're gray. I think this is this is gray. I've got pants on. Um, let's see. Ben is saying the kids can't take the reins if they're in the press box. The good news is that that hasn't been as rampant as um, it has been in the past. So, yes, um, Sanheim was in the press box tonight, and so was Taylor Lear, but it has not been um, as bad this season as it was last year. Um, all right. Let's see. Um, so, Brian, 2018 predictions, hopes for the Flyers. I really just, I need them to be good. <laughs> I need them, like, I need them to be better because it is killing me. It is killing me. This team needs to be good. This is exhausting watching this team and covering this team right now. Um, I think that my, my prediction is um, we'll see more of the kids come up. Um, I think that, you know, I thought that this was the season that Ron Hextall – made some big moves and brought in the, the, all of the kids that we've been waiting for, you know, traded some of the loose ends. Um, I think that in an ideal world, in an ideal world, Andrew McDonald gets bought out this off season. Dave Haxtell is fired. Um, we have a new coach. We have Sam Moran and, um, 
Phil Myers on defense because this is the last year of Brandon, Brandon Manning's contract. Um, Dale Weiss is waived. Yori Letera is bought out. Um, Phil Pola doesn't return. Wayne Simmons, I'm, I'm sorry, boo, but you're traded. Um, I, I think that in an ideal world, this is going to be um, a big off season. In an ideal world, um, in an ideal world, Neuvert is also traded, and Carter Hart plays next year. I've seen I've seen some reports that he could jump the AHL. He could be NHL ready. Um, we'll see. Who knows? Um, but I would love. I would love to see that. So I'm going to close on this note because I need to get to the recap because Maddie is waiting for me. Um, so I don't have I don't have my wine with me, but what I would like to do is is thank everybody for joining me tonight and all of us through all of 2017. Um, this is the last time that we're going to chat here live this year and. Um, 2017 for me personally with Broad Street Hockey has been absolutely incredible. Um, so thank you. You you are the reason for that. And I hope that we can continue having fun and not being miserable in 2018. I hope that the Flyers stop letting us down. So I will see you all on the other side in 2018. Have a wonderful, happy, and safe new year. And we will, um, you know, go Flyers. We'll talk soon. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know. Maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.